Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and community. We pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past, present and emerging. coming back with my tail between my legs like hi i'm really sorry i have a doctor's note explaining my absence (laughs) uh yeah so it's been a hot second um it has been a it's been a sec a lot longer than we thought it was gonna be we were like a cheeky six week Mm. break or like a month break no no it was not a month it's been a few months um yeah so not that I feel like I owe anybody an explanation but I feel like I do and also we've been very um open about talking about mental health and everything on this podcast and talking about the benefits of going to therapy and stuff like that um I don't know what Ellen feels like sharing but I will chat a little bit about what happened last year um so as you will know listening to this podcast um Jess is crazy as a cut snake. Yeah, mad as a box of cats. Um, I was, you know, in my entire adult life, I've been dealing with high-functioning depression. Um, Obviously, with my quite significant breakup a couple of years ago and with my shocking taste in men, um, that sort of blew up, I guess. Um, and a lot of time was spent sort of running away from my feelings and uh, running away from a lot of trauma that I experienced, um, not only in that relationship, but my entire life. Um, so my depression sort of at the end of 2019 was really, really, really bad and was, and it got to the point where I couldn't function which I'd never experienced before like I couldn't shower I couldn't dress myself I couldn't do my hair I couldn't yeah I couldn't function as as I said um so I started seeing a psychologist um doctor um therapist David let's not okay no, I'm not <laughs> gonna, gonna say his full name, name. <laughs> no therapist David who I have referred to him as on the podcast before um and started getting help and stuff like that and then mid 2020 obviously not the year not a super stunning not the year, year for anyone not the year for anyone no um I had a massive breakdown in July um really not cute and um I wasn't able to sort of once again function and it was a day-to-day sort of thing it wasn't like a sporadic sort of um depressive episode it was continuous so that was when I sought medication to sort of help with all of that 
and that actually evened me out and I was feeling really good um and then just more trauma which I don't really need to get into because it's personal and stuff like that um and basically in September I tried to take my own life which yeah is still something that I have to deal with and it's still something that I'm dealing with every day and talking about it and being open about it and it was horrific um I felt like I was a burden I felt like I just didn't want to bother anybody anymore and that was a big problem in my trying to seek help is that I was working from home I was isolated I was stressed about stuff you know work stuff was piling up on me personal stuff was piling up on me and I just didn't want to do it anymore and also I just didn't want to bother I just felt like a bother Mm. and I didn't want to keep on hurting my parents and hurting my friends and I just felt like yeah the world would be a better place if I wasn't in it and that is it you know that was the that was thoughts that was feelings and turns out it's not true um it's just my brain telling me that and my bad brain chemistry um so yeah I tried to take my own life and I went to hospital and um this was sort of the first thing to sort of go to the wayside because it was something that you know I should have taken time off work I should have pulled back more because you know dosages had to be upped and I was obviously really shaky after what had happened and yeah you had a really really bad period afterwards yeah because really I think bad. you kind of tried to rush back to normal life obviously I knew all about this stuff yeah um tried to rush back to life a little bit too quickly I think mm. and because I just wanted to go back to normal I just didn't want to be the sick girl anymore yeah. um and but this was sort of the thing to sort of fall to the wayside because I still needed to work I still needed to pay rent and stuff like that capitalism ugh. and I mean quite frankly neither of us I mean especially Jess but me to a lesser degree neither of us wanted to acknowledge that death existed you know and talking about crime and murder no yeah and things it, like that was it was just hard. not something either of us had the capacity to do no and I mean like typical Jess and Ellen like we were able to sort of laugh about it and stuff like that to a degree we laughed about it, like literally like three days later yeah. we were like I mean but don't we kill had yourself. to I had, had to, to because had that to. was just my way of coping but yeah the actual thought of like especially looking into the indigenous deaths and stuff like that which for me is just you know constantly having to acknowledge my privilege and stuff like that is you know I do that on the day-to-day and I didn't I just didn't need the extra guilt of even just anybody dying anyway Mm. and it It was was just it was just it was triggering it was too triggering of a topic for us to deal with and um yeah so not that I felt like you guys needed an explanation you probably to a degree like I have been quite open with it on socials and stuff like that because mm -hmm. I feel like it's an important thing to talk about and it's important thing for me to own um that you know I was sick and acknowledging it as a sickness Mm mm-hmm actually calling it a mental illness rather than you know taking sort of ownership of over that and just acknowledging the sort of physical manifestations of my illness I was just talking to Zane about this before like at the moment I don't feel depressed but it feels like my body is depressed like I'm extremely lethargic yeah I don't have a lot of interest in doing anything physically I'm able to read Mm -hmm. again which is so nice oh my god Mm -hmm. my brain chemistry is sort of evened itself out because just for a while like I couldn't focus like the barest of minimums I could do would just be to sit in bed and just watch stuff and stuff like that whereas I'm starting to feel like myself again 
which is mm-hmm. great. Um, but obviously, like, I need to be sort of aware of the um, d- what did therapist David call it? Death Con Five is like, you know, what are the things in the lead up to my, you know, episode that I can sort of recognize day to day? So, you know, like my daily, like, self care things that I do and like the things that I like that I just suddenly pulled away from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's been a rough time. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I am very lucky that I had Ellen and Zane to sort of go, yeah, like I can't, I can't do this. And it was yeah. a couple of weeks after my attempt that I went on one of the other um, podcasts on the network, Disney versus Disney. And like Disney, like that's a super fun, happy topic. But the actual thought of me, I had like a massive like panic attack before doing it because of just having to sort of pretend to be okay for a bit so Mm. then Stacy one of the other girls that was in the debate she was there with her little baby boy Hugo so he like sat on my lap for the entire episode it was so funny like I could barely get through the debate because Hugo was like fussing and crying and stuff like that but I was like don't take this child away from me don't take this child away from me this is such a good distraction so yeah I I thought you just you guys deserve to know because like you've sort of become like friends and family and stuff like that to us and And we received so many messages from people being like hey I know you guys are having time out but like you know I really miss you so many people have said things like you know listening to us has like helped them through lockdown because it's like having friends around and stuff like that and like you know I do I mean we don't we obviously like don't owe in quotation marks anybody anything but also we do we took a really long leave of absence and you deserve to know why yeah um just like you know Jess went through a whole big thing and I've been struggling as well like Jess was like very politely just now like oh Ellen and Zane were really understanding and I was like I was also going through yeah. crazy times no, so I, I was like bit- I I just know that you might not be comfortable talking about it just yet. And, that's and I'm way less comfortable talking about stuff than you are. But it's like, you know, we, we both really needed to take time to, like, get our shit correct. Mm. Um, I don't believe – I'm an extreme perfectionist. And I – if I can't do something perfectly, I won't do it at all. Yeah. And I know that, like, I was not in a position where I could churn out a thousand word, you know, or thousands of word podcast about anything no. you know I could barely get through my university semester but it was um, interesting like the amount of people that we had joining the episodes and stuff like that and we got an amazing shout out from Queen Kate Wosley who's an incredible model who shouted yeah. us out during our um, sabbatical so I was like oh we've actually like we're like got out pretty high in like the Spotify charts and stuff I'm like maybe the secret to being a good po- podcaster is it. just not doing it <laughs> Um, so you may have listened to our main episode and as we said, we're going to be recording a few more episodes and then taking another hiatus. Because Jess has a job. I did very briefly for one second be like, maybe I should just do it myself. And then no. I realized I am not funny by myself. No, I don't mean that. But I don't want you to put all this burden on yourself of doing it on your own because we started this together. Like, so wild. Like, we started this in 2018. So it's been almost three almost years. Three years. Christ on a cracker. I was a different person three years ago. Exactly. And I think acknowledging I that, in my eyes. like, just we're not the same people we were when we started doing this. And no. And the world is not the same world that we started doing it no. in as well. Like, we're living and in a pandemic. The capital almost fell. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's been impeached twice. 
Like yeah. shit's cooked. And shit's cooked. And I also think that, you know, the the true crime sort of universe has changed a lot since mm. we've started. And I think that's going to really inform the future of Murder in the Land of Oz, you know. Yeah. Although we have always tried to be as sensitive and understanding as humanly possible. Like I listen to and really take on board a lot of that, critiques. And see, of, that was another thing about taking a hiatus because I was at, in a position where I couldn't take any criticism. And the mm-hmm. thing about doing some a show like this is – we get a lot of negative reviews. Yeah. And I went through a stage where I was reading them and stuff like that. And people were telling me that I was annoying and awful and badly researched and stuff like that. And like doing something like this opens you up to criticism. And, you know, I we've always said that we are open to constructive criticism, but to an extent, and especially with yeah. how sick I was, like trying to take all of that on board and stuff like that. I was like, maybe yeah. I am awful. Maybe I am terrible at the podcast. Like, oh, I don't do enough research as Ellen like so many intrusive thoughts sort of come in and there is a big difference between you know comedic true crime podcasts aren't for me which is completely fair and valid yeah and you're annoying and I don't think you're funny and I don't like listening to your voice like when you're at the best of times that is a fucked thing to say to somebody imagine looking your friend in the eyes and saying yeah I don't think you're funny and you annoy me but you know saying it to a stranger on the internet is completely allowed apparently and you know and it was just just literally messaged me and was like, I'm looking at reviews and I'm like, I need you to not be doing that because like there is no way that that's going to make you feel good. Although we do get lots of lovely reviews. We do. We really do get stoked. lovely reviews. And more importantly, we get so many personal messages from people, which is way more important. Yeah. But, you know, reading that sort of stuff about yourself because we have opened ourselves up to this criticism because we put this podcast out there yeah. is really hard and yeah we just and usually we're thick space. we're thick-skinned enough to take it but at the moment not really not really i need people to say nice things about me especially how i look um and yeah i think your hair looks really nice at the moment i like the color thank you so much um so yeah I'm definitely not going to get on here and say that I'm 100% better. I'm in definitely a better place. And I think the intrusive thoughts have sort of calmed down a little bit. I am still struggling with my love life. But what else is new? Um, But, yes, interesting times. But we're doing our best. So, yes, we're going to do a couple more little um, short little mini episodes before we go away again so basically i am if you would like to come i will get ellen to put the link in the show notes um i'm doing a musical called margaret fultz in the musical and we are touring all around australia essentially focusing mainly on regional areas um and not western australia fuck the west coast east coast till i die (laughs) i am going to the west coast oh never mind (laughs) are you really yeah we're going to albury and mandurah we're not doing any shows in perth though oh fuck perth I don't know anything about Perth. Maybe it's fine. We did get a lovely message from a lady, actually. Um, What's her name? Um, She's in Perth and... uh, No, did we say something mean about Perth? I'm sure Perth is fine. Uh, Oh, no, it was on my my personal um, Instagram and she messaged me and she was like, realize that the Bernie house was like a hot minute away. (laughs) 
Oh, yikes. Oh, yikes. And they've, like, renovated it and stuff like that. Well, you have to. I lived around the corner from a house where a guy, like, killed his wife and tried to flush her body down the toilet. Tay. Tay Bennett. Here we go. Yeah, she was – because I started watching Night Stalker about Richard Ramirez because apparently I hate myself. And she's like, yeah, um, she's working at – a new place that she's working off is off Moore Street. Um, And she's like, I drove past the house. It's been renovated and people live there. And she was like, busy. (laughs) <laughs> so it's not a murder for house it. for me it's not a murder house for me there is no way yeah it's the murder house for me i'm yeah no 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 i don't need to invite any more demons into my life i invite demons into my life through my love life and that's enough for that's me that's solidly enough Okay, guys. Well, um, either you'll have enjoyed our um, Invasion Day episode or you're listening to it next, whatever you feel like doing. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can on Instagram, Murder in the Land of Oz, Facebook at Murder in the Land of Oz. Maybe you could leave us a nice review on the Apple iTunes. Four to five stars only. That would be Compliment stunning. Compliment nice our voices. How we look and sound and how we Maybe just sound. Well I don't know how much people know how we look. Um, and if you'd like us to send, if you'd like to send us an email, um, you can at murderinlandofoz at gmail.com and we will see you in a few weeks. Okay. Uh, bye. Welcome to an advertisement for the Penny Peep Show. What is the Penny Peep Show? Well, in our podcast factory, our podcast scientists have been working hard on a range of light-hearted radio play anthology series that everyone can enjoy. Criminy Cricket, spokesperson. Is there a light-hearted radio play anthology series for me? No, every series is marked explicit. But why not tell your parents, nameless child? They'll find the Penny Peep Show wherever good podcasts are stocked. The Penny Peep Show. It's like dissolving your ears in a cocaine-laden off-brand soda. Is that a good thing? Shut up, nameless child. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.